everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. And uh, we're just underway here in hour number one of The Drive, brought to you as usual by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn where you're always number one, and the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. So, uh, yes, we'd love for you to join in, but we've got Jason Caldwell here with us, and uh, always uh, great to have Jason here in the studio. Jason, a a busy time, let's see, since, since we last spoke, Auburn basketball has uh, uh, gone through its uh, run there in in uh, Israel, coming back two and one. Um, Auburn football has gotten underway. We've had quite a few opportunities to watch some practice and uh, sort of you know get some ideas of what things going on. And uh, it was neat spending a little time with uh, with Butch Thompson over at uh, football practice today yeah, too. Yeah, he's uh, out there watching some. He actually texted me this morning and said, "Hey, what time are they going out there today?" So <laughs> I figured yeah. that you get a little heads up that he was probably going to be out there watching. But you know, he spoke to the team recently, and so um, you know, and, and that's the thing about it. Everybody has a vested interest in every other program. You want to see everybody else be successful, and, sure. And, and and so coming out and. Giving those guys a little bit of support. Obviously, one of his former guys, John Samuel Schenker, out there. So, kind of see him running around too. But yeah, it's a, <clears throat> a really busy time. You're right. Um, maybe scouting Robbie Ashford too, just just in case. You know, I know. Yeah, maybe not. I know. I, I know football's the thing? They 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 know. I mean, they recruited Robbie Ashford as a baseball player out of out of Hoover, and then you know, kind of the football career took off. But um, yeah, you know, basketball was it, it was fun to to see those guys you know run around and kind of get the. The rust knocked off a little bit, mm-hmm. and to start to build some camaraderie for that team. And good looking, good looking newcomers. Uh, you look at the entire roster, and and um, I mean it's it's one to eleven or twelve again. That's 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 right. know, what they have, and you know where do you find spots for guys? That'll be the that'll be the thing. And and how how do you play? I really I like the look of, uh, and I, I've said it before. I thought when. When I saw KD the first time, he reminded me of Vinny Johnson, the microwave, mm-hmm. and coming off the bench, he looks pretty darn good in that role. He because he's in firecracker, he's he's like the Tasmanian devil when you bring him in, and that's that's what a six man usually is. Um, see if they you know figure out a way to to make these you know these connect because Chance Westry looks like a he looks like a legit starter to me uh, by looking at him and, and Treore. I mean Jalen Williams, where does he fit in? Do you play big and? Play one of the, him at the three. I mean, they got a lot of options. Alan Flanagan continuing to come on, and um, man, it's a, it's a fun it's a fun problem to have. But uh, you know, again, uh, I think it was a really good opportunity for those guys to kind of get their foot get their you know, feet started in the right direction. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> for for great info, I mean, there there you guys have have so many folks now uh, covering and so many eyes on everything. It's it's really interesting. All right. So Dan and I. Uh, can can get over there, and we were talking to Jacob about uh, getting over as well, because the more eyes you have, the more you can really get out of practice. It's difficult if there's just when just one person is watching and not checking with other people, you might get different seeming information from different reports. Yeah, you can, um, and because you you might miss a few things here or there, or or somebody you might not you might see something that somebody else doesn't, mm-hmm. and and so having the yeah, having the opportunity to have 
multiple people out there and see some things. Like for me, just watching the last few days, Amari Kelly has has jumped out to me, the freshman wide receiver from Hewitt Trussell. I mean, he he's a guy that's made plays. We saw him today. Um, you know, in in kind of they had a they had a one on one red zone passing um, that they did this morning and. And he was one of the guys that they caught a touchdown in that in that drill. He did a good job of of getting inside and and uh, he's continued to catch the ball to make plays. Javaris Johnson continues to do those things as well, and seen bits and pieces of different wide receivers. Uh, I, I like what we've seen from the receivers. I know that, and see, that's the thing. Yesterday there were a couple of reports, and yeah, there were some drops for a little while, but it wasn't a, just a disaster. But there were some drops. I think some people got the feeling. This is a terrible group of receivers. I, you know, talking with uh, with Ike Hilliard a little bit today. I mean, he talked about much better day today, and he is someone that I, I just, I feel like he's shooting straight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're gonna, yeah, you ask him a question, he's gonna give you what he thinks, and he thinks he has a really talented group of receivers. Yeah, I, I you know, we talked about it. I, I thought the additions. I think the talent's there. Can you find the guy that that steps up and be, it becomes a consistent playmaker? That's the that's the job. Who who's that going to be, and how do you make it work for this team? And and you know you look at the you know you got the tight end mix. You want to run the football, but you know you got to throw it, and you got to they got to you got to create explosive plays in the passing game, and and that to me is is the separator. You start talking about you know good offense to 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 really good offense to great offense. Explosive plays is a different. We talked, you know, sitting there talking to Will Friend today. He goes, "It's hard. It's hard to have a seventeen play drive and score a touchdown." Mm-hmm. And he went back to the Georgia opening drive. I think against Georgia last year. He said, "Look, it was seventeen plays. We ended up with three points. It's hard to put that many plays together without somebody without a fault start, uh, without a holding penalty or something that sets you back." That's why you look at the, these teams. Um, Georgia didn't have. Didn't have a ton of explosive plays last year, but they also started drives at about the 50-yard line for a lot of the year, too, and that made a difference. A negative yardage play destroys your series. And right. if, you, if, you're, if you're absent big plays, then if you're having a hold, but a sack or yeah. a, a, even, even, a yard, even a run for zero or negative one suddenly puts, you in, you know, puts that drive in real jeopardy. Instead of third and one, it's third and five. And then all of a sudden, you're not in a plus situation. Third and one is a plus situation for the offense. Third and five or six... You're, that's kind of a draw. Third and ten, which is where Auburn's offense has been a lot of the time the last couple eight, of years. Eight or more, it seems like. That is, all the that time. is, you're fighting an uphill battle. So mm-hmm. the the thing that I think most Auburn fans, you know, are hoping to get information about out of every day of practice more more than anything else would be, you know, any sign as to where things are leaning in the quarterback battle between TJ and Zach and Robbie. Potentially, who was you know running at, at times with the first team today? You know, it's felt like there's been more with Zach and TJ from what we've seen uh, with with the first team offense uh, than any other quarterback. Uh, but Robbie, you know, did did some work with the first team offense again today. What have you seen from those three, and ha- has your opinion changed at all as far as um, you know who, who's going to play or how quickly uh, this quarterback battle could resolve itself? No, I think it, it still feels like to me that you know Holden's a guy that's He's he's in there, but it feels like okay, three guys Saturday, cut it loose, then potentially you get down to two guys, and that to me that's what it has. To, you got to get down to two guys as quickly. Yeah, as possible. I think uh, well, that's 
Uh, that, that's one of the things we're, I was trying to find out yesterday if they could do that. But yeah, I think he'd love to be to two after this scrimmage, and then but the next scrimmage if you can get it down yes, to, to your they'd guy. Love to, and right. e- even then, I think I think you'd like to get it to two. And then I've said it all along. I think against Mercer, you see both those guys. Oh, I, anyway. I think so too. Even even though you may think this is the guy, correct? Let's you make want to sure see live in a game, right? And and. I think they would have loved for one guy to be undeniably better than everyone else to the point where a week or two out from the Mercer game, you can say, this is your starting quarterback. Over the last couple of days, it doesn't feel like that's that's the situation where one guy is so much better than everyone yeah. else I'll, I'll, that, I'll, that you should that you should uh, from what we've seen. Yeah, I was going to say from, since we're from, only right. seeing well, twenty twenty from what minutes. we've seen oh. and 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 they haven't put full pads on yet. That's right. true. And but, so you know every every day matters. But you you got to know that that it it matters a whole lot more when you start going full pads tomorrow, mm-hmm. even if it's a red zone, not necessarily a live situation, but it's red zone full. Or uh, here we go, we're going third downs, third down packages. Who do, who plays the best in that situation? Uh, all those things are going to to me make it a decidedly different look depending moving forward. But you're right, so far from what we've seen. I haven't seen a whole lot of difference between most of those guys. T.J. Finley throws the ball probably. I mean, Zach Calzada has a really good arm. Oh, the, the ball comes out of Zach's hand so well. T.J. Finley throws the ball better than a more catchable ball better than any other quarterback, in my opinion. And in, in what they're doing, the drills, those things, he delivers the football and does it in a a really catchable way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's on target, all those things. But again. What does it look like when they start scrimmaging? Um, yeah, that's where we'll get a little coming after you. And correct. It's live. And correct. sometimes, sometimes TJ's passes can seem really majestic and then sail past the wide receiver in their in the, in all their majesty. I, at times, I, he's, that, at times he's missed long. Well, and that's the thing we've seen. I mean, in 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 the area in the viewing windows, we've seen. I've seen all three quarterbacks be a little inconsistent at times, mm-hmm. um, and and all four really with holding too. Um, we've seen some inconsistencies, but you don't see the entire package of. Are they getting us in the right play? All those things that matter, leadership, all the things that that are important in that position, um, that you get a better idea here moving forward. You, you wonder if Zach's fastball maybe doesn't look as potent because T.J. Finley is also throwing the football, and you see the you know see the arm of T.J. and you think, okay, well maybe you know it, it's not it's not as impressive, but it's not your first look at Zach Calzada. He was an SEC quarterback for 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 most of last season, but you know over the last couple of days, what have you seen uh, from from Calzada? Yeah, you know, I think he's a guy that again has has the tools. Um, you watch him, and uh, to me, the the ultimate test is going to be what does it look like when you're running the show? How do how do you get the team in the right position? Because I'm just telling, there's a difference between throwing routes on air and uh, you look great, that looks awesome, to then going okay, make a play when you've got to sidestep a guy. And, and find your second guy or do those things. and Those are things that that's the only way to judge a quarterback because you're going to have those, you know, unless you're playing quarterback, you know, unless you're Bryce Young, you're not standing back there finding open guys. Or, or I take that back. Mac Jones the year before. Right. You're not standing back there patting the ball, and, and th- that's not reality. Um, but the physical tools, I, I, you look at the offense, you're right. Wide receivers have, have the tools. Um Running backs, we know, are guys that can get it done. I like the look of the uh, freshman. Yeah, I, I mean, Camden Brown is is big and physical. Amari Kelly, Jay Fair, um, you know, the addition of Landon King, and then Coy Moore and Zaylen Worsham. 
with the group. It's a we talked about it, the numbers at wide receiver. Yeah. They got numbers and they got guys that can 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 go. Can they translate that to? Hey, here's a seven yard pass in the second quarter against LSU. Can you make a guy miss and take it sixty? To me, that that's where it had. Can you find that guy? That's and that's one of the things that Ike Hilliard said today that uh, that was pretty neat. He said, "Look, once the ball's out of the quarterback's hand, it's our guy's job to do the rest." He said, uh, "And they're not all 30, 40 yards downfield." That's what he's talking about. That's what I've been saying for for the last couple of years. You can't every big play in the passing game can't be a fifty yard pass in the air. Mm-hmm. It just those aren't high percentage people. You know, over the years have gone. Well, they don't don't connect enough on the deep ball. Well, there's they're not that's not a high percentage throw for a reason. Um, now you take it a couple times a game, but for the most part, most of the big plays that come in passing game are intermediate throws where a guy makes a guy miss. Um, or I mean, look at Alabama the last three or four years. Uh, just, How just many the, of their touchdowns are passes of? You know, ten yards Absolutely. or less that turn into seven Absolutely. plus yard touchdowns. No question. Properly executed screens yep. that turn yeah. into Slant, the quick, those yeah. quick, but quick but are just the slant where yes. you where you outrun a guy to the to the point and then it's over with. Um, those are the guys can Tavares Dahl, and it's one of the things for me. I look at right now how you know because we talked a little bit about Landon King. Um, you know how do you mix him in if and when he's ready. To Tavares Dawson and Javaris Johnson, who I think are two of your better receivers in terms of productivity, probably coming into the year. All three of those guys are slot guys. Um, how do you determine? I mean, to me, it's hard to figure out, okay, who's going to get those spots? And I mean, Shedrick Jackson, we feel like he's a guy that's probably pretty secure in, yeah, in what now, he's doing. Yeah, Dawson and Johnson are pretty interchangeable. Yes. Landon is not correct, but but, but you're still but not but still you're, there. But yeah. you're not going to play Dawson and Javaris at the no, same time. No, you're right. Ma- Shedrick, Shedrick, Zay, and Landon as bigger receivers might be competing right for the yeah, same. Yeah, but, sort La- of, but Landon really has been an inside. Right, guy. he's been an inside guy. You know, and, and you wonder if that continues throughout his because that, I mean because he would he would be sort of on his own as the bigger inside guy right, in that situation. He's, yeah, he's Maybe, a big slot. I wonder how much of that was because he was being used as a tight end. Yeah, tight yeah end and see, I think it's, it's it's a very similar thing. But my point is, then if you're playing him in the slot, then you're not playing Javarius or. Or right, or, or Dawson, Dawson. You know, one I, of those guys. I wonder Shit. how much more we see Landon outside if Landon's playing time increases this year. Like we were saying, it's a lot of candidates at wide receiver for for yeah. For snaps I, I mean, right now. You, you've got you've got Capers and Camden and Shedrick that are that are more yeah. physical guys Coy, Coy outside. Moore. Yeah, Coy, and, that, and that's one of the things I Killyard said. The first thing he said about Coy Moore is he is physical. He said he's physical. Yes, he said he is physically ready. And understands what it takes to play in the SEC. He said, "The big thing I've got to determine, we've got to determine right now, is he quick twitch and inside, or is he an outside Correct. guy?" Correct. Yes, and and that's the thing. Um, is is he a traditional slot, and or is he a guy that can line up and 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 run with a corner and do some of those things? Because that's the spot right now. They've got a lot of guys I think can play inside. Can you find those guys? Can Xavier Capers? Finally, be that guy. Well, we've seen him. Camden Brown's got the tools to correct, do that. to be the physical outside guy. You know, the, those are the guys that are, that you're looking for. But it's funny. It, it sounded like Worsham had surprised Ike in his strength, and that he felt he could be an outside guy. Yeah, not, I, not a slot guy. Yeah, I mean, again, I've watched I watched Zaylen, you know, for a, a long time, going back to his days at Hewitt Trussell. 
he just understands how to play receiver, catches the ball. And you look, look at guys coming out of that system. It's, it, those are guys that, that are, are, you know, you think about high school, a lot of times there's guys spent there, well, they're wide receiver. They're just running routes or blocking. Those kids who are trust will catch the football. They catch it, you know, for years and years. And so they're used to catching the ball and becoming playmakers with the ball in their hands. And, and you can see that those guys a little more ready. Had he not been injured, we would have seen him being utilized more at at Miami the last couple of years. Jason, uh, so we, we used to, and we're up against a break, so this will be a question that we, we come back with, with the answer. Uh, we used to talk with Coach Dye, and uh, he would he would come in after seeing a couple of days of fall practice, and he'd usually have a guy or two. You know, we would talk, we joke about people being one of Dye's guys, and you know, being one of the uh, one, one of the guys that Coach Dye noticed instantly, or or close to instantly during during fall camp, or had had been told about. And you know, someone would yeah. say, "Hey, maybe you know, watch out for this guy. Got an inside track to some playing time." I'd like to know, you know, anyone who has changed your mind about how much they're going to play this season over the last couple of days. When when we come back, I think that yeah. would be something that I'd I'd like to know. And we'll, we'll think on. we'll think of some yes. kind of catchy name for for Jason's list. But like I'd I'd uh, I, you know I'd I'd like uh, yeah I'd like to know if there's anybody who's made an impression as far as you know convincing you or making a good argument that they're in line for playing time when maybe you didn't feel that way uh, a couple of days ago. We will get to our first break. Come on in and join us three three four three two one thirteen ninety just underway here on the Wednesday Drive. Live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Jason Caldwell, 23 minutes after 4. And we left you with uh, Jason um, going to give us a player on either side of the ball that has uh, sort of jumped out at him as, as a player he feels like, no question, will be, you know, we will see on the field this fall. Yeah, the first one's a guy that I actually wrote about today um, just from talking to people. Um, and people that are out there on the field, a couple of guys. Um, Mars Phillips, the transfer from, from Memphis, is a guy that has caught people's attention. He's, uh, you know, when you, when you see his size and you see his, his numbers, you go, that's a guy you're bringing in kind of as a placeholder. He's, um, he's, he's running second team right now. He is a guy that they're, they're basically trying to figure out where they want to play. Where does he fit best? But 62, 280, um, Extremely quick, really good hands. I think he's a guy that has worked himself into into the rotation pretty quickly. And who knows? I don't I don't know what that role is, but it could be it could be a, a third down guy in the middle right away. If even if you wanted to keep some bigger guys on the field at times, he uh, is sort of to me. Uh, and I know they're they're different um, as far as experience coming out, but he's this year's Marcus Harris. Last year, you know, people were like, maybe he can help. Nice looking, so you know, yeah, played at Kansas. He starts the yeah, first game. That's right. Um, yeah, I, yeah. That's it's been. He's been the surprise of the camp so far for me. When people going, yeah, I think that guy's going to absolutely play and do some things. Um, I don't think this guy's going to be called on to play. Maybe right now, but I think Avery Jernigan probably and, and Will Friend mm-hmm. mentioned him today. 
I, I look when I jump out there today, and Avery Jernigan is 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 running He's second, second team, team at center, center right? and they had Jaleel Irvin at guard. Avery's a guy that I watched in high school. I watched him play basketball in high school. He was a very well thought of offensive lineman. I think it's taken him a couple of years to realize. Okay, first of all, well, I mean, I'm red shirt and all, so I can kind of take it easy. I think that's just that's normal for some guys to do that. But you had you had you know coaching change and and everything going on. I think him as a center, I think he's a guy that has a lot of potential there because he's got a you know, little bigger body, but a you know, football background. I, I think he's a guy down the road. For right now, when I look at when I look at this group, I, I haven't been sold on Malcolm Johnson Jr. But every time I look out there, he just makes a play. Um, I, yeah, he's running with the first bunch for a reason. We, we know his speed. We know that, but he's like he he. He makes a play when we first Stoltz, get out there today. Stoltz knows, Stoltz knows about the speed. He almost took, uh, almost took Stoltz out yeah. the first he's, day. He's not flashy. That's funny because he's very fast. Correct, but yeah, but he is. He's uh, he's developing as a wide receiver. I, Malcolm Johnson Jr. for me is a guy that's probably um, changed some things in the last year, in my opinion. I think he's gone from. Well, here's the other thing about him. He should technically right now just be – I mean, he's only 19 years old. He should old. be a true sophomore. True sophomore. It's his third year here because he skipped his senior year when with COVID. They weren't going to play football in Virginia. And so he comes to Auburn, gets here, and you're talking about a, a tough year. How about being a, an early high school graduate? This You should be a senior yeah. in high school. And you get here, and all of a sudden you have COVID, and um, you're, you're shut up in your dorm room except for when you go to practice, and everybody's wearing masks. I mean, that, that had to be – Brutal, and there's a coaching change after the season. Yes, and so, right. so, so it's start over again. Yeah. So I, Malcolm Johnson Jr. is a guy that I could see having that Shedrick Jackson from four catches to to forty catch kind of jump in in mm-hmm. a year. I think he's a guy that nobody's really talking about. No, you're right. But all he's done is is kind of sit there and go. Oh, I'll just keep working with the first team. He was the he was the name coming into the the camp that I wanted to look for because Eric Keesaw and John Samuel Schenker had name checked him as a player who had gotten a lot better since the end of the season. And, and yeah, like you like you both pointed out, he was running first team uh, with with the offense at the end of the spring. And every single time we've seen the first group, he's, yeah, he's I mean, been in it. He's in there, and I, I think people shouldn't be all that shocked if, like you said, the production, uh, you know, the opportunities go up and the production goes up for uh, for, for Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Bill, any... Uh, any, well, any, I, any I, I agree I, I agree about uh, Mo Joseph. I mean, that's uh, that that's a guy that um, I was thinking is, oh, there's 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 a, a, a just a, a spot. There's depth. He looks more, he looks more than depth. Correct. Now, um, I, I'll also say my first the reaction that some people had to Jason Jones was uh the excitement about Jeffrey Emba and Jason Jones well he's going to be close to him probably won't play much Jason Jones going to play a lot yeah he's i and here's you know i, I did a story on him recently and i talked mm-hmm. to his his trainer a guy he's been working with for 3 years in the Birmingham area and what really made me me do it is because i was one of those guys about 6 months ago but I started seeing Jason Jones when when they would go home, he'd go home and then he would go to train. And so you'd see videos from Saturday morning. It'd be seven thirty, and, and they're tweeting out a video of him working with his trainer. And I'm thinking, okay, like this is a guy that that when he was in high school, he's he's developed that over the course of the last when three he was years. In high school, he was just bigger I than thought, anybody else. I thought he was going to be an offensive tackle. I said, like that guy's going to be an offensive tackle. But the athleticism has always been there. 
you translate that to now working as a defensive lineman, you know, here the, the question for those guys, can you do it, you know, fourth quarter of game one, mm-hmm. game six, fourth quarter of game 11? That, those are the, the challenges of playing in this league. But when you have some depth. Yeah, that's the good thing about it. When you've got if those guys are ready, eight or nine, like then you can keep to. those guys fresh, what we didn't see last year. Right. Jason Caldwell with us for a couple of more segments. Love for you to join in. The Kia of Auburn hotline is 334-321-1390. Stick with us here on the Wednesday Drive. Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. 27 minutes away from 5 o'clock here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Jason Caldwell. Auburn, uh, as you said, Jason. I mean, uh, they're they're about to go into full pads. They will have their first scrimmage on Saturday. Um, thus far, I I feel like it's um, just from from what we've seen and what we've heard, it's been a pretty pretty productive start to practice. I think so. Um, and you think about you know talking to coaches today, but talking to Brian Harson too, thinking about. The ability to not have to start over. You're you're picking up where you left off. Your older guys can coach the younger guys. You're as as Brad Bedell said today. You're you're coaching the finer points instead of the big picture. Mm-hmm. That enables you to get a lot more done. Uh, and so I think that's where they've been. I think the effort's been there. Um, I think the first couple of days. I think when when they split them up. Uh, and they got a, a lot more reps. That, and that was a great point, I thought. I hadn't thought about that until uh, Coach Harson said that yesterday. Yeah, it, yeah, you're working twice as much when correct. there are half as many people. It, it, was, it was basically a conditioning, two days of conditioning while you're playing football. And it We're, was about as hot and, well, there was, and the sun just blazing. You know, and, and, you know, you used to think, and, and these guys have been running all summer, but there's still nothing like putting a helmet on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we... We used to watch, you know, when when we would go to practices in in the late '90s, early 2000s, and 30 minutes of the practice would be spent on guys running because you know most of those guys weren't here all summer. Mm-hmm. Now they don't have to do that, but you still have to condition to a football uniform and particularly a helmet. It's why I wish college would do it. I wish they would let those guys do those things in a helmet during the summer. Like high school, high school lets those guys in 707 yeah. now wear a helmet. And it, I think it's really beneficial to get them prepared for, to, to what you're doing in August when you, when you get actually on the field. Great, great stuff as always from uh, from Jason and everybody covering the uh, the team from from your uh, your your fine website. We get, getting back to the um, you know in the last segment we were sort of talking about different players that had made an impact or made an argument. Uh, it does seem like, and you can go to almost any position and find a guy or two that 
you know, is is uh, ma- making some sort of push. And uh, Keontae Scott seems to be more and more involved. It did seem Quickly. like, well, someone was going to have to, to get involved beyond Nehemiah uh, Might and uh, and uh, uh, Jalen Simpson. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was a question of, of who else it was going to be. And uh, and Keontae Scott was, was one of the candidates coming in, and he's... Uh, you know, as expected so far, right? Yeah, I think he's in that, and that's a position where you can come in and not necessarily have to know the finer points of a defense to be able to play a corner. We've seen freshmen play out there. He's a he's a veteran in terms of you know playing in junior college. He's an older guy, so I'm sure helping him understand what it takes at this level is probably a little bit easier. So I think that transition has been good. We talked about the the issues at wide receiver. In terms of figuring out who is going to be all those things, offensive line's got those issues. How do you figure out who's going to play? The the secondary, not necessarily the corners, because I think we obviously know those two. And, and yeah, I think you're, how, you're you're really deep there. How you figure out what style of play you want to play in in in, in this Auburn secondary is really interesting to me because you, you've got Zion Puckett who looks like a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Craig McDonald is a big dude. Um. You start thinking about putting those two guys. Marquise in. Gilbert's a long guy. He's longer. And then, and and then today, Caden Bridges was running first team who's eye on Kay, today. Caden's a big kid, too. And you start thinking about, man, how do you play? Where's Donovan Coffin fit? Where's J.D. Rim fit? Um, I and, haven't seen them at anywhere but Nichols so yeah, far. Yeah, correct. And that's the thing. I think Donovan – but I, I did, to me, I just, I, I just wonder – if, They're gonna get in dime packages sometimes. Correct. They're gonna go sometimes and, and, where they don't and, need and, and how you five. how you how you figure out you know versus who you play because mm-hmm. uh, you got you know against Arkansas, Craig McDonald, Zion Puckett, Donovan Kaufman, and corners that gives you you know you know four and a half linebackers on the field and 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 you're gonna have to fill those gaps with a quarterback run do some of those things against Mississippi State. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know that. I think you're going to need more corner type, or at least coverage safeties on the field in some some of those situations, and um, it gives you some options on what you want to do and, and how you figure out who who you want to play. Got a uh, a text from Tex who wants uh, to know what what you thought of uh, Jeffrey Emba thus far. Yeah, um, you can see the physical traits. The physical tools are there. Uh, he's big. He, he can, can run. Uh, he's strong. The question for me is, can you play with pad level? Can you do use your hands? Can you do all those things that you need to do to be able to play at this level for more than one play? You know, a lot of guys can do it one play. Can you line up five in a row and give that same effort and 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 hold your own? You know, can you do it when you're tired in, in the third quarter? You know, you you played some, you know a lot of. That's the thing we don't know yet, and mm-hmm. he's got to figure that out. Um, my guess is is that he's a guy they're going to bring along. Um, but to me, if there's going to be an issue, it's going to be the those the technique kind of things. He just hasn't played a ton of football. Um, the physical traits are there. I, I've said all along, it reminds me a little bit of Angelo Blackson. Angelo Blackson was a guy that had all these crazy physical tools Came from Red Line Academy in Delaware, where they didn't, you know, he didn't play anybody of any consequence in terms of competition. He was a basketball guy, and it, it, he just never really kicked in, and he got to the NFL and played. But we saw flashes of it. Can can Jeffrey Embaugh be a guy that that starts to show those things quickly 
and and gets rolling. Um, you know who he reminds me of? I mean, I go back a little further. Doug Smith. Yeah. Because Doug was pretty raw when he first came in as a transfer under Coach Die, But, man, you just saw that is such a big dude that can really move. Yeah. That's what he reminds me of. Yeah. I mean, a guy that, man, he's got the ceiling is very, very high. It is, and that's, that's the thing. And, and because of that, you look at him and you go, the good thing is they're, they're not having to count on him mm-hmm. to be a guy that plays 60 snaps right away. Now, they're so fortunate with the depth that they have there on the defensive front. We all become body language experts during uh, fall camp too when we start you know looking for signs, you it's know, It's great when to guys, see it with well, your own eyes. Well, how about how about the how about the wry smile that uh, Jeff Schmetting had when he was asked about Jeremiah Wright being a defensive lineman? I mean, you guys have mentioned some of the other options for interior, you know, options on the inside uh, for the defensive line, uh, but Jeremiah Wright could could make an argument of his own especially if he's uh, if he's 100%. I mean, it, this this is a guy with like you were just saying, the physical tools uh, are are there seemingly. Yeah, he he played. I think he's going to play. My only concern with that one, and, and, and it's his move, and that's where he wants to be. It's where he needs to be. My only concern with that one is, you could be a a five or six play a game guy versus getting some valuable reps on the offensive line and be a starter in twenty twenty three. He could be a starter on on the defensive line in twenty twenty three, but uh, had he. Been it's a guy be less folks ahead of him in correct. 2023 I mean, I, on the, yes, on the and, and the, the need is is so much greater behind those guys on the offensive line. That was my only concern. But if he at his if at, in his heart he feels like I'm a defensive lineman, mm-hmm. that's where you got to be. And so um, now there's there's numbers, there's there's size. Um, that part uh, is not a concern for me. The concern is still. At the edge position, that that on the you know and linebacker really to me too. I mean, yeah, there's D- and D- Dylan Brooks uh, moves very well. I I didn't realize that that he had uh, you know dropped weight. Yeah, unintentionally. Not, yeah, this not, yeah, not on his own. It was right. actually just just this last week, um, and, and a little bit of a, a little bit of an issue, a little bug issue, and it, and it, this is tells you how why they track things and 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 for this specific reason but he, he lost about 15 pounds in about you know three or four days by not able to keep things down after practice doing so and, and if you're not keeping up with that you could be dehydrated and, mm-hmm. and be in serious trouble in a hurry and so um you know he's he had gotten a little bigger and and coming back in and and so he, um, moves, he moves well he, though, watching he, him today. He, he can do those things and now it's going to be a matter of i think He's the next step behind, you know, when I think about Cam Riley. Those guys have to realize that they're ready. Mm-hmm. Physically, they've got the tools. They have to realize, okay, I'm ready to, to take that step and, and, and become that guy. 334-321-1390 to the Kia of Auburn hotline. We go, and Olin is up. Hey, Olin. Hey, how you guys doing? I was just enjoying listening to you talk. Uh, yeah, uh, we're uh, – we're we're sure getting ready for the season. It's kind of exciting to me, and I guess what I called in really to ask you about is to I've pretty well read everything I I can get in touch with and everything. But uh, is there anything just right recent that's been happening that's new and different? 
Not, not that I can really think of that we haven't discussed. I mean, I, we got our first look at uh, some of the return guys today. Yeah, they returned. Really, wasn't really a shock. No, it's it's it most of the there. guys you would expect: Tavares Dawson, Javarius Johnson, Coy Moore, uh, Donovan yeah. Kaufman. Um, yeah, Keontae got out there. I saw Keontae Scott taking. I'll wins. tell you, I'll, I'll give you this one a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, Anders Carlson can kick it, and we know who he is. The kicking game is in as good a shape as it could possibly be. And once again, Auburn has had this run of guys again, and Alex McPherson is going to continue that. He is a little yep. dude. He is a little guy, but he can absolutely bomb it. And he kicks – the ball gets up in a hurry, and he and it's high. Um, he reminds me of watching these golfers on TV that I go, those guys 5'8", 160 pounds. <laughs> How does he hit the ball 330 yards? Well, that's him. Well, I think Brian Harson said it yesterday when he was talking. It's like the specialists – Auburn's in very good shape with specialists. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that's, that's, uh, that's a big part of it. I, one of the things I picked up in things I was reading, it was just somebody made a comment, uh, I forgot who, who was writing it, but, you know, about the fact that, you know, uh, despite all of our miseries we've been through and all that, um, we shouldn't forget that we had enough talent to uh, hold Alabama scoreless about three quarters and um you know i think that it, the things i've heard and i've heard him talk about i know coach harson has been quoted on this is that uh hopefully this year one of the differences is that the team is going to be physically tougher okay and that's what i've heard him saying and i think that's a key point because when you really go up against the, the top guys like the Alabamas or the Georgias and, and hope uh, maybe the Texas A&Ms, who knows what they'll do. But anyhow, uh, they haven't sold me yet. But that's beside the point. Uh, when you go up against those guys, uh, you know, that physical toughness is what makes the difference as you go through the game. And if you can't be physically tough up against them, it doesn't, you know, you're not going to get there. On offense and on defense, doesn't make any difference. Just on the field, period. Um, I um, I don't think that physical toughness is necessarily correlated directly with uh, talent per se. In other words, you can be physically tough and not have have been the number one player in your position in the world. Okay. Just because you're number one doesn't mean you're the most physical tough person in the world, okay? But I'm, I'm saying it's something that people can acquire, can develop. It uh, starts with the mind, and then it becomes physical, just learning to be physically tough. Now, I say that, I give you my little background experience, doesn't mean much, but, you know, when I went into the Marine Corps, back when I went into the Marine Corps, I guarantee you, that the difference in me from the day I went in till six weeks later was like the difference in night and day. And the only difference was the physical toughness part, okay? I became physically tough. I mean, I was. And, hey, all my friends were too. <laughs> uh, but my point is, I mean, you can't do what they do if you don't get physically tough. And I think that's that's a different view, but it it is something to, to to for me as I think about, you know, 
it's hopefully the team is getting physically tough. And this is the time of year when they're putting the finishing touches on. Yeah, I want to get to Jason's uh, thoughts on that. I mean, that's something that we've heard from so many players, especially the guys up front about Coach Pittman. Yeah, no, they've they've worked on getting stronger, um, bigger, and more physical. I I will say this: um, now you can absolutely acquire and become tougher. You can become more physical, stronger. You can do yes. all those things, and mentality wise too. You you can be that. You can be that. But be that as it may, I, I I could have worked my entire life to to be prepared for that one moment to block Reggie White, and I wouldn't have done it. Um, because that guy have been tough. But that guy's done the same things, and he's bigger and more athletic right. than I am. So yeah. the, I'm not a, saying Auburn's not talented. Correct. Though. Correct. Yes. And it can be a missing piece. You've heard stories in athletics right. before of you know I think about a basketball team that goes to the championship and faces a more physical team and realizes we we weren't we weren't tough enough this past year as great as we were, we were there was enough. there was a missing yeah. piece yeah. and you know for Auburn it's not just and it's not just rhetoric about oh this team needed to be tougher or this team you know it's i mean there's there are statistics you can point to on the field well, we asked Austin Troxel about short yardage because uh, when a team is in the bottom 3 or 4 in the conference in third down percentage on, on short yardage, you know, the team can look back and say, maybe we weren't tough enough to be what we wanted to be. Well, and it's, I'm, I've actually, I have, instead of toughness, I've already pulled out quotes today on physical mm-hmm. for the same Physicality thing. Physicality and physical. And here, here, here's where I look at the difference. And, and the one thing I looked at from Auburn football going into this year Historically, whatever it is, you look and you go. If they can't run the football, then then it's really hard to win. Right. Other teams might be able to get away with it, but but even you look at Alabama. Look at Alabama. They they didn't really run it well against Auburn, and it took them a long time to find anything. Alabama ran it well against Georgia in the SEC championship game. Scored points. Couldn't run it in the national championship game. Couldn't score points. Um, Auburn last year. If you look at, at the difference and say, where does this team, first and foremost, it's not quarterback, it's not wide receivers. If you go, what what can you guarantee success other than turning it over a bunch? you got to improve the running game against Texas A&M, Georgia, and Alabama. We need to get to our final break of hour number one. More with Jason, and uh, we'd love for you to join in here on the Wednesday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Final couple of minutes of hour number one, and right back to the Kia of Auburn hotline in Yellowhammer. Hey, Yellowhammer. Hey, afternoon. Well, I'm a guy who thinks that there's a high correlation between your win and loss record and how, the quality of your uh, line of scrimmage. And so I'm happy to hear you guys talking about how it, we have uh, apparently a pretty good situation on the defensive line. And then uh, the offensive line is getting stronger and working on running the ball. And that, to me, is what we were missing because, say, it's third and goal 
Can you punch it in or you got to kick a field goal? It's third and one. If you can get a first down and run out the clock, you win the game. But if you don't, the other team gets the ball back and beats you. There's just so many little places all through the game where you've got to run the football. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you're, you're and right. They absolutely know that. I mean, yeah. that's, that's something we've heard over and over, Jason. That's what I was talking about. About you know, it's and it to me, it's not just it, it, short yardage. Obviously, important. But the problem is, is that when you're running the ball on on second and four, and you lose three yards, right. and all of a sudden you're you're backed up again against the change, and that that it's been some negative plays. It's too many very small. Like I said, you go back to it. Auburn averaged about 40 yards rushing a game against Texas A&M, Georgia, and Alabama. You're not going to win those no. games by doing that. You don't have to run for 200, but you got to make it to where you're taking some pressure off the pass. They've got to respect the run. Correct. And and that's that too many times in the last I mean just think about just think about the Georgia games other than 2017, the one they won. Think about the Georgia games in, in the last decade. Auburn does not run the football in those games. Mm-hmm. Auburn has run the football pretty well against Alabama most of the time, but at home. They haven't there. Even in 2010, they didn't right. run the ball there. Oh, you're right. Um, and then Texas A&M last year. You think about these games where it's been a real struggle. Clemson, um, it is, hey, completely one-sided, no, run, run, no ability to run the football. That's If you want to be a physical running team and you want to start there – that's where it starts, is, is being able to run the football against anybody you play. Great stuff as always, Jason. Man, the hour has flown. Again, so much information there at uh, on, on 24-7 at, at AU Tigers. Um, and, well, I guess, well, both of them. Yeah, uh, yeah it's all, all together. Auburn Undercover, AU Tigers, Auburn 247. They'll all get you to the same That's spot. That's right, because there's an awful lot of crossover. Great stuff. And, uh, uh Scrimmage coming up. I mean, we didn't even get to J.C. Hart. Yeah, J.C. Hart announcing tomorrow, uh, unless something changes. I mean, not tomorrow, but Friday. Friday. Uh, so, got all that going on. Hey, preseason high school football scrimmage is Friday, and then the, the season starts for real Next a week, week from tomorrow. Yeah, that's crazy. So, it's getting that time. Jason, thanks a lot, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Jason Caldwell with us here on the first hour. We're back with hour number two. We'll let you hear some audio, but give us a call. From Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of The Drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill and Dan, Drew at the controls. Our thanks to Jason Caldwell from AUTigers.com. Joining us in hour number one. Great to get Jason's eye and, and his you know perspective because you know he, he's been doing it so long, watching from you know, watching a lot of these players from their high school days and seeing them progress. And uh, he knows what to look for and and he's also a lot of times in a little different place than you or I are, Dan. So it, it's great, uh, always great to have Jason with us. And uh, and and we hope you heard, you know, all of our number one. If you missed any of it or any of the shows, 
you can check out our podcast. That's right, and especially that first hour that we just wrapped with Jason Caldwell. If you if you missed any of it, we talked to quarterbacks quite a bit in the uh, first segment, but then really went around the depth chart and, and, and identified some guys that Jason thought was having a a, a really you know a couple of guys that Jason thinks is having a really strong camp. So I would encourage you to check that out. Uh, podcast of the drive available however you listen to your podcasts. Search for The Drive with Bill Cameron on your favorite podcasting platform or go to aunetwork.com or espnau.com and find the podcast center. Uh, that's, uh, you know, you can, there are lots of different ways to listen to The Drive if you can't catch the show live. And, uh, and today's show, I think, is one that you're going to want to hear if you didn't catch uh, Jason in hour number one. And that's all presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. That is right. Hour number two of The Drive brought to you as usual by the good folks, and I will, I will stress that, at the uh, orthopedic clinic where I went today and was diagnosed and, and I'm wearing a, a knee brace right now. I'm, I'm uh, um, preparing for physical therapy here. Not, not on the first day they had available. You know the first day they had available? Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, uh, probably a little busy. That's not going to work because that's the first day of classes. But uh, but no, uh, hopefully some physical therapy uh, will, uh, will will help me be able to move around a little bit. But I mean, uh, great to see Doctor Wilson over there and and the uh, the folks at the orthopedic clinic, East Alabama's go to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika. I was in Opelika today. Got PT in Auburn next week on the uh, web at Ortho Clinic. Dot com And we welcome your calls, questions, comments on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They uh, sponsor the podcast as well. Really appreciate Derek and the whole team there at Southeastern mm-hmm. Industrial Contractors uh, with their... Uh, uh, their, uh, their promotional consideration. Today was a fun day for us in the media who had the opportunity to be over at the Athletics Complex. It was another day where we got to watch the team practice, and today was a little different. It was the first time we've seen them working inside in the indoor facility, and they were doing some 11-on-11 when we got there inside. Um, we, we Now, I appreciate the fact that, you know, many times in the past – we would sort of whine and complain a little bit because all we get to see is teams warming up, stretching, doing some uh, warm-up exercises. Brian Harson and the, the staff have gotten the team well into practice when we're there. I mean, we're coming in uh, at least 20 minutes into practice. So they had already been working. When we got there, the music was blaring. You want to go into the... Uh, you want, to, you want to give the musical highlights for today? Yeah, it was a you know it was a sort of a Wings ninety four three inspired playlist. Yeah, I said, you know, was, uh, yeah, we were both saying uh, did 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 Al program this? Yeah, it was it was it was something for you know <laughs> from you know, right right after our own hearts. A lot of uh, late seventies, early eighties, a lot of 80, rock yeah. and roll. Yeah. Yeah, you're uh, you know, right. There was uh, mostly '80s, but yeah, some '70s. I mean, I mean, you had you had Van Halen, yeah, you had Zepp. Led Zeppelin, Van Halen, uh, Pearl Jam to begin the yeah, uh, proceedings. That, that we heard, yeah, yeah. It was uh, you know we we heard uh, I think it was Even Flow by Pearl Jam. Allison Chains made an appearance towards yeah. the uh, towards the end. So yeah, a, a hard rock and uh, and and hair metal 
uh, a twist much. to the uh, to the music uh, today, at least. So uh, you know that that has not been the case through the first couple no. of days. No, and, but it's good. I mean, mix it up a little bit. But I mean, since they were moving inside and and eleven on eleven. So when we well, got Tank there, didn't know who Led, uh, Def Leppard was. That's so now true. They're, they're giving him an education that on, on exactly seventies right. and eighties rock and Don't roll. Say something like that again. Look out! You may be that may be all you're hearing for a while. Yeah, you know, t- Tank Tank will be able to tell us. You know, Steve Miller Band uh, <laughs> deep cuts in in a couple of weeks at uh, at, at, at this. Uh, but uh, yeah, when we got there, uh, it was Robbie Ashford uh, with with the first group, uh, and the ne- and next up was Zach Calzada with a lot of the twos before they started doing some shorter distance work. So obvious, I mean, so um, TJ, I, I don't know for sure, but I, I feel like TJ Finley had already had his turn when we got there. But we got to watch again another uh, twenty solid minutes of practice, most of it inside, and then a little work outside. We talked about special teams a while ago. They were working on that a little bit. And then um, after practice, we got the opportunity to sit down with the offensive assistant coaches. That's right. It was a fun uh, fun uh, little roundtable with, uh, with with a couple different chats going on at the same time. Uh, offensive coordinator, uh, tight end, Brad, uh, tight ends coach Brad Bedell. Uh, receivers coach Ike Hilliard, uh, you had uh, offensive line coach Will Friend, and running backs coach Cadillac Williams, all uh, answering mm-hmm. some questions at different tables in the uh, in, in the rain room uh, earlier today. It was uh, nice to uh, to chat with all those gentlemen. Uh, we, we were both really impressed with Coach Hilliard. Well, he is. There's no question. He uh, uh, he doesn't give you the just fluff answers. I think he mentioned that one time, but no, he does. He, he gives you he gives it to you straight. You ask him a question, he'll give you an answer. And it was very interesting and very informative. Do we have him ready? Hold on. Uh, I mean, I think it's ready. Yeah. All right. Let, let's see if we can run some of the audio from uh, receiver coach Ike Hilliard today. Thank you guys. I know that. Um, you never question the work. Well, we haven't had to question the work, you know, the, the, the effort that's put in. Uh, we still need to continue to work on the detail um, and it's a process you know, it's a process for for any player regardless of how many years you play ball and um, you know we have a group that's relatively young and uh, there's a lot to learn there so uh, it's been an, an intriguing uh, journey so far we're looking forward to what's going to lie ahead for us from the guys that were here in the spring mm-hmm. just how much have you seen from them as a group improving no the group's improved yeah i mean there, there's no doubt about that i think uh, some people may be giving me too much credit you know around here uh and i'm being serious like you know last year was the first year for everybody here and uh year two you obviously want to see improvement uh, they understand the tempo. They understand some of the concepts. Um, they understand what the head coach is expecting of them. Um, they, they understand the urgency that's necessary uh, and things of that nature. And uh, as you continue to grow, you know, the little things start to add up. You know, is your split supposed to be here or there? The depth of the route, the timing of the quarterback, uh, you know, that's in, that's tied into his drop, et cetera, et cetera. And those are the things that we have to work on now. I think they have a, a grasp of certain uh, concepts, per se, but uh, just the timing, spacing, and, and making it all make sense for from the quarterback's point of view is, is kind of where we have to accelerate our learning curve. Ike, what do, you, what do you think is the biggest challenge of, of coaching a young group like this? Uh, 
it's young or old, it's the same. You're going to have to hit the repeat button sometimes. You know, like uh, most of us here, we all have kids. You know, you, you can tell them something 25 times and the 26th time they still do, you know, the opposite of what you say. <laughs> it's, it's just what it is. Uh, but that's why we coach. That's why we teach. Um, that's what we enjoy the process of learning. Um, you know, this this is a, a, a group. I say that's young in age, but I'm not I'm not foreign to it. You know, I've, I've been around young groups uh, before. Uh, they're eager to learn. They're eager to get out there. Uh, they're also, uh, you know, more prone to make mistakes if they don't pay attention to the detail of the concepts. But uh, these kids are working their butts off, man. They really are. It's it's unique how uh, our head coach uh, has structured the, the, this system. Uh, the offense, the, the pace at which, at which we play. Um, it's been remarkable for me to, to witness uh, the, the load that these kids can carry um, and, and, and how they can run and run and run some more. Uh, and it's, it's great because, you know, you're challenged when you're tired. So um, helping those young men process the information at that point is, is probably where we're going to push the hardest uh, going forward. Much larger group than you had this spring. Mm-hmm. Talk about, mm-hmm. but it's a varying degrees of experience. You got a little experience in it. Talk about the, the newcomers. Yeah. Um, I mean, where do you want me to start? Uh, Coy. Uh, Coy has been outstanding, and, and I'm not just going to single him out. I mean, they've all been great. We don't, we don't have bad kids here, which has uh, been awesome. Uh McCoy has some experience that uh, he can bring to the table. He brings toughness to the table um, that I think is a little bit different from the rest of the room. He, he has some grit about him. Um, he's displayed a great pair of hands so far. He understands football uh, in, in terms of the, you know, the, the slight complexities of the, the position and the nuances and uh, you know, the coverage aspects, et cetera, et cetera. So it's been a joy. Uh, DeZalen has been uh, a kid that moves around really, really well. Uh, has some lapses in, in catching the ball and uh, letting some balls hit the ground, but he's, he's fought back and he's working himself back into a place where I think he can find his comfort in it because, uh, you know, he's experiencing kind of this, this program and the, the, the unique pace that I was talking about in the volume. So uh, hopefully he settles in soon, but uh, he's an easy mover. Uh, the kid can run. Uh, he's a little bit stronger than I thought he was. Um, he, he's just got to catch the damn football. That's really it. And I think he's going to be fine. Um, where else are we going? The young boys, the, the, the high schoolers. Uh, Jay Fair, uh, his dad, Jamie, played football. Uh, he and his wife did an unbelievable job with, with him. Uh, this kid was born to be a student athlete. I'm, I'm really not worried about Jay in that regard. Uh, he, he is an, an excellent young human, uh, a kid's talented. I think he's got a chance to be a real player. Uh, not that any of those other kids don't, uh, but uh, Jay has done a fantastic job uh, since he's been here. Uh, Camden Brown as well. Camden Brown has been outstanding. He, he's cut from a kind of an older school uh, work ethic uh, process. Um, the, you know, this setup is not foreign to him and um, he adapted a little bit better and earlier than uh, the rest of the guys now it's just the details with the with the routes and the concepts and that sort of thing um, strong young human 
Uh, I can tell you that now. Big body, big frame. Um, very, very mature for his age. So I'm excited about that. Um, Amari Kelly. Amari Kelly, man. Amari Kelly can run. Uh, I'm just figuring that out. I didn't see much of it in the offseason uh, because of the OTA structure. It's more of a walkthrough situation. But Amari uh, Kelly is a strong young human as well for a guy with a slender frame. He can run. He can drop his weight. He can transition. He is a easy mover. Um, I'm working on learning more about the, the, the kid because he's also an outstanding baseball player. So uh, I probably talk to him the least in the process because of his schedule coming uh, coming through. Uh, but really, really talented as well. Um, so I think uh, Auburn football is going to be really, really excited about you know the future here. These young kids, they can play. We just have to figure out how to do it within the system and, and you know within what the head coach wants. Brian, Brian was saying that. You were all about Coy oh, Moore so when you guys saw yeah. him in the transfer portal. What, what was it about him that I, I, I enjoy? I'm old school. I had a slight frame. You know, people can have whatever opinion of me regarding how I played or numbers or whatever. But I played the game of football the way it was supposed to be played. Um, even though I had a slender frame, I didn't shy away from the contact. I enjoyed the physical part of it. I thought football. Um, you know, I, I scrapped. And I see a lot of those qualities in Coy Moore. Um, I'm still working on learning the, the movement patterns, you know, that he possesses, whether he's a, a twitch guy in the slot or an outside receiver, some of those things. But I, I can tell you now, the kid's tough. He's got grit. Um, he understands football, and I love that about him. Um, it's going to be less teaching there in terms of concepts and, you know, more spacing timing with him. And um, we don't have to worry about a dude that's all about the physical part of the game. But, and I enjoy that. I embrace that. You mentioned the, the drops a little bit. Coach Morrison mm-hmm. mentioned that yesterday as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how quickly can that be rectified? How would you sort of grade them, I guess, in that in that regard? And if they are dropping it or in, being inconsistent, how quickly can that be fixed? I only, I only look at it from this aspect, and I'm not running from the aspect of coaching when I say this. Um, once the quarterback throws the ball, his job is done. You know, and then we're expected, obviously, and we're, we're wanting all of these kids to catch everything. Uh, there's still some timing aspects and, you know, some stuff that you have to work through conceptually. Uh, I can't count all of them as drops, you know, because we all know we, we all know football and I've been around some different humans playing this game to where, you know, uh, where this kid is on the field within the route, the, the timing with the quarterback, all of that stuff, it hits your fingertips to expect you to catch it. You know, the, the worst part of it is that yesterday uh, we, we had more than we've had, you know, since camp started. And it's, it's bothersome when this route's on air. If it's against the defense and you have some other elements, you know, you could – you can have your judgments and you can, you know, try to help coach the kid and uh, through some situations. But when, when there's no defense on there, we need to catch everyone. And we didn't do that really well yesterday. Uh, today was much better. Um, and in terms of how do you, you know, rectify the situation, it takes work. Um, I have a little bit different catching style than, than everybody else, you know, in terms of hand placement instead of the triangle because you lose it, you turn your hand the other way, you absorb it. These kids don't understand how to find and narrow their focus to the point of the football. Like, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be talked through. 
and it's been all concepts of football right now because we're trying to get to an end goal um, and we're working through the process of how to find the ball and uh, we're going to do it better than we did last year um, that's what I'm going to stand on and just yesterday it just wasn't as clean as it needed to be when there's no defense out there Coach, you, you took us through the young players that had, that had just arrived on campus. Of the players that were here when, when you arrived, is there anyone that you think has had a really strong offseason who's impressed you? All of, those kids, all of those kids have done extremely well, honestly. Um, I, I don't want to single out anybody or tell the world to watch out. This one's coming, that one's coming. I think the, the, the idea that needs to be adopted here is that they need to change the narrative from what happened last year and, year, and years before. And... Um, you know, we're going to take it one snap at a time. Um, we have to get open. We have to catch the ball. We have to. We just have to overall, in, in overall fashion, we have to play better. Um, you know, Shed's mature. You know, Malcolm's mature. It, you know, like Chick, you know, Chick has some, some learning to do because he's a younger player. Uh, he's better since he's been here. Um, Var, Var is so talented. Yeah, like, Var is extremely talented. Um, so, like th those dudes, they've been around the system. They understand, you know, as of from last year, what this is supposed to look like. So, they're in a different place than the other young men, and um, uh, it's all about really just stacking days consistently. Uh, that looked like wide receiver play. How many? Yeah, uh, uh, Ike Hilliard, yeah, he, he went on. I mean, he is, uh, uh, again, ask him a question. He'll, he'll tell you what he, what he, uh, thinks about his young men. But a little later on, I mean, and you could tell it early, he believes he's got some talent in that receiver room. And I mean, he was, uh, I guess that was about as emphatic as he gets when he hit the desk when he said, we will be better than last year. Yeah, great stuff from uh, Coach Ike Hilliard. I, I hadn't gotten a chance to uh, to talk to him since he uh, since he took the job. I know he, you guys met with him uh, earlier in the uh, in, in the in the off season, but yeah, I, th I thought it was, it was really interesting stuff about how the uh, how the newer players are progressing, but also how some of the returning players mm -hmm. have, uh, have 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 stepped into their roles and and what he's expecting of. Uh, I thought it was interesting when when asked um, again. You know, we get to you know, did, did they say names? You know, when, what order did they say them in? But it's you know, of the veteran receivers, a lot of options. He these are that, their position coaches. Yeah. So I mean, it should you know. You would think they'd they'd have you know they'd be able to remember the guys that have been doing well. He had, he had praise for Coy Moore earlier and mentioned the young <laughs> the young boys right. as well the the receivers coming right out of high school. Uh, but of the veterans, uh, Shedrick Jackson, Javarius Johnson, uh, Chick Chick Dawson, and Malcolm Johnson Jr. The four that that mm -hmm. maybe uh, and and you know I don't think based on what we've seen like I think it's it, you could you could see how maybe those four are, are in line for a little bit more playing time than. Sure. I mean, almost anyone else at receiver. I mean, you've got you, you've got Coy Moore, you know, com competing. You've got Coy Moore, uh, Camden Brown, or a couple of guys that that appear to be, you know, stepping up. See, then, then the freshmen. Right. So it seems I seems mean, like Cam Camden's one of the freshmen. Seems like Zay is behind Shedrick. I would say of yes. the of, you know oh, yes. of, on that on that list. But Zay would probably be in the next group after the first three Today, or four. Camden was ahead of You're Zay. right. You're Camden Brown's there too, though. So there's a couple of big receivers that could, uh, mm -hmm. uh that, 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 that may be in the, uh, you know, that may be competing, uh, for, for that job and, you know, behind or, uh, complimenting, uh, Shedrick Jackson at receiver.
We'll get to our first break of hour number two. If we have a chance, we'll run some more audio. We'd love for you to join in, though. Anything on your mind, sports-wise, the Kia of Auburn Hotline, 334-321-1390, as we continue here on the Wednesday Drive. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill and Dan, and uh, we'd love for you to join in. Yeah, I mean, some some good viewings. I mean, I, I really appreciate this. We we are are you know I'm I'm constantly trying to adjust the depth chart, who's you know who's working where, and and it's going to change. It really it's just fun to this point. After they've scrimmaged, that's you know that's the time when you're really going to have an idea of of who's on the depth chart because right now. Some guys can look good in shorts. They can look good in shells. But let's uh, let's find out how how things are lining up after Saturday. That's, well, that's what's going to be really interesting. It ain't ballet, right? There's some contact. Right. There's some contact involved. There's with, been a little bit game. of contact, but I mean, not the kind that you're going to have in full gear. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and some and some near and some near misses involving the. Uh, oh yeah. The let's go ahead and mention that. I mean, it was uh, um, uh, a pass. It, it was Worsham, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It was. It was. Uh, Desalen. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was Ashford who threw. The, it, the, was. A, it was Ashford to Worsham Drew. So listen to this. There was a uh, near the end of what we were doing. And again, remember, we're inside in the, the indoor, practice facility, the indoor complex. There is a little bit of room um, in the in the end zone. We were near out of bounds. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of room in the out of bounds before you get to the doors. You know, to to the exits on both and sides. And this is you know, this is a metal building with yeah. metal doors. Me- metal doors and um and. Yeah, they they were doing a drive. I think it was fade fade routes in the well, end zone, yeah, sideline side routes. It was gonna. It was a. It was a slant, an out, and then a deep corner. Right. It did, yeah. yeah, it was a deep corner to uh, the, the quarterbacks throwing deep corners into the end, into that end zone, and so the receivers are running towards the sideline, and then of course there's the doors. But, but there's few, usually enough, plenty enough space. Usually enough space. Um, th- this ball, you know, it maybe sailed sailed on Robbie a little bit. Oh, it did. And, oh my uh, goodness! And, it and did. Rob, Robbie Ashford, he, I mean, he he gets he he gets Wor- his hands on it. Worsham tracked Wor- it. I mean, yeah. give him credit. He tracked it all the way. But I mean, the ball. If the door had been open, it may have gone out the door on the fly. Yeah, and that's about and, and, and if the door. And that's where that's where Worsham went through the door, busted the door yeah, open, full speed, and out the door. If, and thank goodness the door wasn't locked. Yeah, if the door if the the door was uh, unlocked or or there's or, there's, or, there's metal dividers between those, those doors, bar, they oh. put a they put a pad up afterward, and yeah. so I you know I think maybe there was supposed to be one anyway when they do that drill, and someone maybe just you know, it was an oversight. Uh, but yeah, no, we're seeing some uh, uh, you know some some guys and. That, that I, be, I love the effort. Yeah, no, and, and the receivers we've seen you oh, know, yes. guys are. You can tell there's there's competition for playing time right now because mm-hmm. th- this is a chance to make a new impression on a new coaching staff or at least a new position coach and, and make an argument that you belong on the field. And I mean, we we were just and and I will I will credit. Justin Ferguson with with this, and I know you've got your depth chart, Bill. Yeah, I've got my we depth can cross chart, which, which which agrees one hundred percent with the first two units, for sure. Right, and so and but but there are names 
absent from those first two units. Right. Multiple names. Somebody has to be. It's yeah. like when you've talked about somebody's got to finish seventh in the SEC West. No, it's no, you know. Someone's got to finish seventh on Auburn no, in, on the in, in receiving yards yeah. you know, this year among the receivers. And it could be, could be a pretty talented guy depending on uh, yeah, uh, how Yeah, we can talk about out. that. Uh, and, of course, anything you'd like. We've got about 30 minutes to go, so come on in and join us here on the Wednesday Drive. To the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Wednesday. I know it's getting later in the day, but it's a little darker than it usually is at this time, Dan. And there are scattered thunderstorms in the forecast. And I know Jason Caldwell, uh, before he left, showed us uh, a... Awesome. Uh, that that, that yeah, weather radar was uh, very colorful. Worrisome little piece of footage it, there very, on the radar. Very, it, it looked very Auburnish. There was a lot of orange in it. And there is a chance of rain throughout the you know the next couple of hours here in Auburn. So uh, be uh, be aware and, and, and be safe uh, if, you're, uh, if you're out and about. Uh, so, so yes, with that, let's, uh, let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline as we continue here on the Wednesday Drive. And Jerry is up next. Hey, Jerry. Hey, guys. Uh, Jerry, boy, we're, we're, you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, uh, let, let's we'll give him a few seconds. See if maybe it gets into a little. Yeah, J- little Jerry, bit, Jerry, little we didn't, sound. we didn't get any of that question. Can you try again? Yeah, let's see if we see if it sounds better now. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a little better. Yes. Well, there it went again. I really. And Jerry, I tell you what. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Um, give, give us give us about a minute, and let's uh, let's try it again. Yeah, because, call I mean, us I, back. Call us back, Jerry. I, mean, uh, I, I got really. Yeah, we got. We didn't got get away. It was, it's the it's, uh, the, the uh, broken uh, drive through. You know, we were getting sort of the uh, yeah. you know every every third every third word. Uh, Large I fries. I wasn't even sure I got words. Yeah, it's true. I just got I got a syllable or two. Every pre- once yeah, in a while. yeah, yeah. Appreciate so, it, Jerry. Yeah, do give us a give us a call back. Love to hear from you. Uh, again, you we had guess, some, you want to guess what his question was? Golly, I know. Offensive line. No, I had no idea. Okay, yeah, I didn't had know. no idea where he was going. Offensive line. We got a chance to talk to Will Friend. Yes, we did. I, now he's the one guy I didn't get a oh, chance to talk to. I, I, I was uh, I was I was talking with Cadell, I got with Bedell some Will, and Cadillac. but it's about nine minutes in. On my audio, you know, Cadillac's great. You want to run a little bit of the yeah, stuff sure, I had? Let's run I mean, a Cadillac. Ca- Cadillac Williams, and, and then we'll and then we'll see if Jerry. Uh, there's there's can, some can give us a call there's back. some talk of uh, there's some talk of Al Borges uh, in 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 Mike. Uh, you know, so it was uh, it's it's mostly me, Justin Lee, and uh, Justin Ferguson uh, talking with Cadillac Williams for uh, for, for much of uh, I don't know, we got we got uh, several minutes of of that, and it's uh, it's good stuff from the uh, legendary uh, former Auburn running back and current Auburn running backs coach. Oh, well, 
This is this is Cadillac talking about uh, Tank Bigsby, by the way. The, when we sit down, he just gotten a question about Tank Bigsby. So. Always, I had a great attitude. Always has worked hard. Always has showed up. Always a team guy. But uh, like I was telling um, guys earlier, uh, sometimes guys is really, really talented. They neglect. Uh, the small things, you know, uh, you know, the details of the game. Uh, I, I, ju I just think the man is intentional um, about the uh, small things, man. I think he uh, he just have a different different vibe about him, <laughs> you know. That his FBI, you know. Just his football intelligence, man. He, you know, he was so raw, such a raw runner. And I just think his, again, intelligence of knowing the game and understanding the blocking schemes and what people got to do. I think he just, he's getting older and starting to understand that if I'm going to do this for a long time and do this at a high level, it's a lot of guys that talented. What's going to separate me? And uh, I, I, I think just his understanding of that is, has, you know, gotten so much better. Have, have you noticed a change? In, and Tank would be one, one of these players, the upperclassmen that decided to stick around, the players that had a chance to either move on to the NFL draft or go into the transfer portal and decided to play another year. Of, of Auburn football, have you noticed a change as far as you know the the, the leadership this team's getting from its upperclassmen? No doubt, man. The the, the leadership of this upperclassmen is awesome. Uh, not to put this type of pressure on them and not saying that we are about to go out and have a season the, the way we did, but. It uh, reminds me of that 2004 leadership, a guys player-driven team, guys holding each other accountable, you know, guys carrying out the head coach message, you know, guys doing the extra thing, working in the dark, you know, those guys going out and hanging out with each other, pulling people along, just the positive, the energy, it, it's it's different, and um, that comes directly, of course, from uh, Coach Harson's leadership, um, but also uh, those are older guys that I've been through. You know, now what, two coaches now, and how many, four, five different offensive coordinators. Uh, I just think that, you know, the growth there and, and the adversity that they have uh, went through with all that has just brought them together, man. And, you know, I got to tip my hat off to the young guys, too, because uh, you can have great leadership and guys don't want to follow. But um, we have some young guys in here, man, This great attitude that, that's, that, that's following because they know eventually – you know, they are going to be in that chair where they, they become the leader, that that torch going to get handed to them. So, man, it's just, you know, I, I, tip, I tip my hat off to those guys. Um, what what did you think uh, Jarquez needed to work on when, when the season ended? What can you say about the offseason he's had? <coughs> well, 
thank um, Jarquez. Um, just one the thing I, you know, I shared about him is attention to detail. Again, he's another guy that's super talented. And sometimes when guys super talented, they can get lack of days or bored with the process. So my challenge to these guys is the great ones, they don't get bored with the process. Like boredom, man, can kill your dreams. So just um, just as a player, though, is, you know, hands, being more patient, becoming a patient runner, uh, getting behind your pass more. Um, you know, uh, getting in and out your cuts. Um, so, you know, and then just getting bigger, faster, stronger, which he, he, he has responded. Was, was he discouraged at all with the way his role kind of diminished with the, as the number of carries at least diminished as this as the season went on when went on last year and did did you work with him at all in, in keeping his you know mind in the, in the right in the right place let me tell you something that kid a1 I'm talking about a1 not not one time did he could play not one time and the kid uh, put other people first and want to see other people succeed. He is he, he is so confident in him and his ability and who he is as a person. And uh, regardless of what, what goes on, if he getting 10 carries, 20, 30 carries, like that young man is a team guy. And, um, you know, uh, he he is gonna be like like I tell him, man. You you keep that attitude, you keep that mindset. He, he he's gonna go a long way in life. Do, do you use your own experience? I mean, you're in a room with Brandon Jacobs, Mike Brown. I mean, do you tell them like what all three of us made to the NFL, right? Like, I mean, are you are you using your own story? In that I do. Yeah. I get opportunity not talk about so much of what I did, my accomplishments, but. I get an opportunity to touch them in a different way than most coaches can't reach them. You know, like, yeah, I'm not walking in that shoe, but I've been down that path. And no guys ultimately trust me. So the competition piece of it, them getting frustrated. Like, like I tell them, I want y'all to come up to me and be upset about not playing and not getting the ball. I said, because if you did, man, I would think, that, that's a problem because even when the Ryan Browns and the Brandon Jacobs and the Trey Smith were here, is maybe I want playing here and I was home. I want to know how can I get on the field? How can I be better? And you know, my coach used to tell me so. I don't mind that competition, but ultimately, we gonna put team first, and you gotta trust me that you know that I'm gonna do what's best for the team first. Not what's best for you. I'm gonna do what's best for the team, and and with that, you keep grinding, keep getting better, and good good things happen. I am a living witness. <laughs> Your enthusiasm for Sean Jackson comes through sometimes, just in the media, in the in the viewing windows that, that we've had. Um, how would you describe Sean to people that maybe can't come to practice and watch him play and haven't gotten to see uh, Sean uh, on the field before? Mister Consistent. 
I'm talking about downhill old school runner that's get out the way. Get out the way. I mean, the kid got really, really good patience, vision. He run behind his pads, break tackles, got good hands. He He's a well-rounded uh, running back, very well-rounded uh, running back. Um, you know, so, you know, it's a pleasure to uh, coach that young man because all he do is show up and work. That's it, show up and work. So, um, you know, very, very talented young man. How impressive is his journey? This is a dude that probably could have played somewhere else on scholarship but came here and walked on and still got his scholarship. How, how impressive is that? Very impressive because I can remember, <laughs> as you guys know, our money good one one that uh, got away from him. Uh, so I was recruiting him in court watching film. You know, that was like the thunder and lightning. And I can always remember, like, yo, towards his other back. Like, man, like, this kid can play. And then I can remember always going to the school. Guy like, hey, Sean Jackson, coach, that guy can play. I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. And when, whenever I got the call about him wanting to walk on, I said, yo, y'all, look, it's not a normal walk, walk on. So we, yeah, prefer walk, get him in here. Like, you know, like you say, that kid turned down some smaller schools, could have went some places, but that kid wanted to be here at Harvard. Uh, and for him to get the opportunity to earn a scholarship, man, kudos to Coach Harson. Uh, you know, congratulations, uh, guys that work hard, that, that that comes in with the right mindset, that works every day, and man, that that that, that guy definitely deserves it. Uh, have you ever uh, have you ever talked to Coach Harson or Coach Kesaw about Al Borges before? I believe uh, Coach Borges recruited Coach Harson to. They missed each other by a year at Boise, and then I believe there's an Eric Kesaw Al Borges connection at Portland State too. So a couple of a uh, couple of your uh, colleagues have have, have, have have experience with our yeah with our with our with our favorite Al, Al Borges, 2004 offense coordinator. Uh, you know, we we had a few stories here and there about old Coach Al Borges, but you know, Coach Borges came back uh, last year for for a practice or two. But oh uh, yeah, we're sure we have shared a couple couple of stories. But it's crazy how how small the world is, how how things become full come full circle with you know Al Borges. You know, is she get a lot of credit for? Running Brown and our, our success and Jason Campbell with his creative ways, the way he used us, and now to come back to Auburn and you know um, have a head coach that actually know him and was coach, you know, at a time recruited him or whatever, and Keith all got relationships, so pretty cool thing. <clears throat> and when when Coach Borges arrived in 04, one of the questions was how how is he going to use. The, the running backs, how, how different different ways to get you guys the ball. I feel like there's a similar question with Tank Bigsby going into this year. How, how how are the sort of different ways that Auburn might get Tank the ball? What can you say about the season that you think Tank's about to have? Well, <clears throat> I think uh, 
We're going to have an opportunity to use tanking many, many ways from, uh, I mean, from a two-back set from the dotted eye to him being in the slot to him being out wide and empty to him getting balls out of backfield. So he is going to have the opportunity um, to totally show his, his skills and what he uh uh, truly can do, but one of the emphasis of getting him out in space, not only him, but also all the bats and, and getting the ball in those guys' hands. So, man, I, I, I am excited to see uh, what this team, what, what, what my guys bring this year, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, Cadillac Williams, one of the four coaches we had an opportunity to spend some time with today. So, yeah, you got a chance to hear from Ike Hilliard, and uh, Cadillac, if uh, you know, if we get a chance the rest of the week, we you know, uh, love to let you hear some some Will friend Brad Bedell. Tomorrow, we get an opportunity with a defensive assistant. That's right. Looking forward to talking to all four uh, defensive assistants uh, tomorrow. Uh, you're you're going to talk with, uh, with Zach Etheridge, a secondary coach. Uh, you're going to have the uh, linebackers coach Christian Robinson, uh, Rock Bellantoni, the defensive ends coach, and new defensive line coach uh, Jimmy Brumbaugh. Oh, so, uh, so yeah, should be uh, should be exciting. Also, we're going to get to see a little bit more practice tomorrow too. Is That's right. right. We got window. two more two more opportunities, and we don't know. I mean, once school gets started. It's going to be very difficult to expect that we're going to get a lot. We're going to get to see anymore. So these may be the last two times we see Auburn practice until after this and, season. And things could get a little bit more strategic as far as what they want people to see and what they want to, you know, I mean, once you get closer to the start of the season, I can understand why you'd want to be a little bit more restrictive as to well, who gets yeah, access but I mean, to practice. When, and, but, but, when they're when they're practicing during the middle of the week, you're probably not going to have many many opportunities. Well, there's that too. Yeah, I mean, so so there's there's uh, and, well, and, with, with classes going. I mean, on. maybe they did do an open practice last year, right? I want to say there did. was an open there practice may be in something the, like that in the summer. Maybe a Saturday practice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, so, something like that could be could be on the docket. But yeah, media sort opportunities, of like fan day type thing. Media yes. opportunities the next two days uh, to see practice, and uh, tomorrow we're going to get to talk with the defensive coaches. Uh, so that should be uh, that should be exciting. I thought great stuff from uh, from Coach Hilliard and and Cadillac Williams about the uh, about about their respective groups. Oh, no question. We'll get to our final break here on the Wednesday Drive. Back to wind things down. Stick with us on the uh, Wednesday Drive. Live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final couple of minutes of the Wednesday Drive. Again, our thanks to Jason Caldwell for uh, joining us in hour number one. And, uh, again, our appreciation to, uh, to Auburn Athletics for allowing us to, to watch as much of practice and talk with the assistant coaches. Yeah, and getting to tour the, uh, the magnificent facility that they've got there, you know, the, uh, both the football complex and getting to go inside the, uh, the indoor uh, for, for, a, uh, for a few minutes today, which is a uh, nice impression. Now, 
you know, I'm, I'm sure they've got they've got a they've got an even more impressive can't facility wait, yeah, on the. Can't uh, wait to get inside the other one in the, the uh, new in, one. in the works, and that thing is coming along uh, uh, slowly but surely, and, and should be uh, should be up and and fully operational, uh, you know, with, within the next few months. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I think it's been it's been great to get to see as much of practice as we have, and uh, to. Uh, uh, to get to uh, yeah, to get to uh, talk with the assistant coaches and a bunch of players over the last week uh, has been uh, has, has been wonderful as well. Really has. And uh, here's a quick note: first impression, um, loosen or take the knee brace off while you're sitting for multiple hours. Right. Oh, things, the, things a little things a little too tight on me right now. Oh, so you're cut, cutting off I the should, circulation. I should, yeah, I should have done that yeah. a while ago. But it's time to time to about time to leave and go get the dogs. Okay, so I definitely need to brace when I get the dogs. I'm, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're. Is it too early to say you're feeling better? Is I'm, it? Is well, it, it's it's definitely it's definitely better to feel some support around the knee and not and and you know at least you you know we 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 were dreading the worst in that sort of thing, as far as no you know, tears, yeah, just some strains. And uh, you know, strains are old. Strains are tough on an old. That's man, right. You'll, that's you'll, better than a tear. You'll rub some dirt on it. You'll be back out in practice there tomorrow. You go. There you go. I will. And I'll, I'll, run, I'll, run I'll, I'll be walking better tomorrow. You'll be. You'll be there on Friday for the decks. You'll be running the stadium. Uh, <laughs> stadium I, decks I, I can Friday. watch. 